the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Welcome to Life in Colorado. Hello, I'm your host, Louis Gonzalez. And with me this week, I'm speaking with Allison Madrigal, founder and CEO of Rescue America, an organization that exists to rescue, revive, and empower the sexually exploited. Uh, Thank you for being my guest this week, Allison. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's, It's a pleasure and an honor to do so. Well, I mean, this is a serious subject, and I really do believe that my listeners out there would benefit from uh, hearing you talk about your organization. So, Allison, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to start this organization, Rescue America? Yeah, so I was born and raised in the cornfields of Nebraska and, and uh, always had known Jesus my whole life, went to business school, got an MBA, was actually in corporate America for about 10 years, right. and um had a stirring in my heart and spirit, and I didn't know what it was. And um, after about a, a, a two and a half year search, God is stirring in my heart to actually step away from my corporate job and to come lay everything down and follow Him fully. Mm-hmm. Still didn't know what I was going to do, and then um, He had plans for uh, me to start Rescue America. We actually started as Rescue Houston in 2014, but um, Him just opening my eyes slowly to the issue of uh, sex trafficking. Um, right. First, it was opened to my eyes in India, and okay. then he quickly revealed that it's happening in America, all over, in every major city, in every small town. Now, how exactly does Rescue America define its mission and goals in the fight against human trafficking? Yeah, so we um, play a very niche role, a niche and um, needlepoint role, I should say, in the anti-trafficking movement. And what I, when I was called to this work, really doing a, taking a consultative approach on the anti-trafficking landscape as a whole and realizing um, the major missing gap in most cities is actually, um, there are a lot of groups that do awareness and outreach of the issue. Right. And there are a lot of long-term safe homes for the much needed healing of the victims. But the gap is um, getting the victims off the street or out of their situation away from their trafficker pimp. Um, assessing and stabilizing them, mm-hmm. and then placing them in the best long-term partner home for their healing. And so that's the niche that Rescue America plays. We okay. are a 24-7 rescue hotline and emergency response. So uh, how does Rescue America ensure the safety and well-being of survivors during rescue and emergency response efforts? Yeah, so we um, take every... Um, motive uh very very distinctly and i mean we have hipaa compliant systems and security and all that but our number one uh power source is the holy spirit uh, his guidance and his protection and so when a victim calls in for help and support we actually strategize Mm. with that victim 
on how to leave her situation, how to get away from her traffic for a pimp if she's still with him. Right. Sometimes they have just left them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they need if they need a hotel while we're finding placement for them, we actually have a partnership with an organization that allows us to book hotels okay. under an alias name where they don't have to show an ID, they don't have to pay their credit card. So it's all forefronted by Rescue America. So we're the name in the picture. Right. Um, and then we also... Um, have partnership with Southwest Airlines where they'll fly our victims um, to our partner safe homes. So we really have awesome partnerships um, in the hospitality industry as well as the airline industry uh, for that transport and that assessment and everything of that survivor. That's incredible. So can you describe some of the ways that Rescue America supports survivors after they exit the life of trafficking? Yeah, so when we place a survivor in a one of our partner homes across the country, mm-hmm. um, we do a full handoff to that home. So that home is equipped um, to address the mental, emotional, and spiritual needs of that survivor. Okay. And so we do provide resources for the homes in terms of specific counseling modalities, healing modalities. Um, sometimes victims are um, survivors of satanic ritual abuse and have disassociative identity disorder. Right. And so there are specific healing coaches and modalities that we can actually connect the homes to for that greater healing. But we really pass off the survivor to that home. We do check in on the survivor at that 30, 60, 90 day mark okay. to, to see and understand their healing journey. But we really want to basically keep the funnel of survivors coming out of the life into the long-term care space um, and kind of uh, really just release fully to our partners and trust them with their healing journey. And how do you approach building trust with survivors who have experienced this trauma? Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, survivors are very, very in tune with the spirit. And I believe it's because they've experienced such darkness when they see and they hear the light, they're very they're very quick to trust. And it really came to me as a surprise when we started the organization that when they call in, there is almost an immediate bond and trust made with that survivor that we truly do care for them and we truly do want to help them get out of that life. But one thing right. we, we really um, practice is it's their choice. So, so many times, the survivors quite they're not ready to leave their trafficker or pimp because they mm-hmm. actually love them. Wow. And so we bless them, we pray for them, and we say, hey, you can call us back whenever you want. So it's a very um, non-controlling, like they have free will, they have choice, and we're here when they're ready to leave their situation. And um, can you explain the process of setting survivors on that path of healing and restoration after they're rescued? Yeah. So, you know, what we do immediately, you know, when the call comes in, we assess, first of all, do they need medical detox or rehab before they go to the home? So if they need one of those three things, we get them to that proper place, walk through them with that journey while they're in the ER, while they're in detox, coming off drugs or whatever they need. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, um, working with our partner homes to find that best placement Mm -hmm. um, for their healing journey. And then getting them, you know, transportation and Ubers or what, however that transportation happens sure. to that safe home. And then again, that safe home, the homes that we partner with are fully equipped and specific for trafficking victims. So, you know, there is a lot of organi- great organizations out there, domestic violence shelters, homeless shelters, but 
they more mow them more than likely unless they have a specific anti-trafficking program. Right. Typically, they are equipped to handle the level of the trauma that a trafficking survivor brings in. And so we really partner with our safe homes, understand um, their program, how they operate, making sure they have the correct healing modalities and support structure, community support structure for those survivors um, as they get placed in that home. And then they journey with that survivor. Now, in the anti-trafficking movement at large, mm -hmm. what you'll find is there are emergency care homes, which is really that first stop for the survivor off the street, which is typically 30 to 90 days. Once they're stabilized, then they go into long-term long-term care homes, which can be a year to two-year healing mm. journey process. Okay. And then there's transitional homes where they're more integrating into life and job skills. And so it's a pretty long healing journey for mm. most survivors um, because of the level of trauma they have experienced um, while being trafficked. I'm speaking with Allison Madrigal, founder and CEO of Rescue America. Now, uh, how does Rescue America work with local law enforcement to combat sex trafficking? Yeah, so local law enforcement will actually call us if they're doing a sting or they're doing an investigation and they believe they have victims that are going to be coming out. Right. We will be on the other side to work with the survivors to get them into that long-term care placement. Now, again, a lot of times when law enforcement does these things, not always do the survivors want to come out. And so mm. one of the things that is a, a shocking to a lot of people is that these victims are actually a lot of times in love with their trafficker or pimp. So mm. how in America, it looks very different in America than it does in third world countries. In America, many of the traffickers and the pimps target their suspects, target the victims, right. and first have them fall in love with them wow. and believe they are this you know, savior and I love you and we're going to live this beautiful life together. And then they flip on them after mm. a certain amount of time yeah. and force them to start selling themselves. So it's not even necessarily, you know, we don't go down and bust down doors and drag them out. It is an emotional and spiritual um, rescue really from the lie and the coercion they've been under from their trafficker or pimp. And uh, uh, so how, how exactly can we work together as a society to end human mm -hmm. trafficking once and for all? Yeah. First of all, obviously, we have to be aware, right, that it is happening in our communities. And right. what does it really look like in our communities? I mean, if you drive in any city, um, you'll you'll see spas that um, have dark shades. They mm -hmm. look like a spa, but actually they're selling victims oh, out, wow. of, out of there. Um, it happens in homes. It happens online. Uh, pornography. A lot of um, pornography are actually victims of being forced, you know, prostitutes. And mm. so... And strip clubs, many people think, oh, you know, the women in strip clubs, they're choosing this lifestyle. They want to be here. And the reality is that most of them do not. Right. If you listen to their story, they've been trafficked at one point or they are currently being trafficked. And so the first thing is just becoming aware of what does it actually look like in America, right? Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I always encourage people, ask God, pray about what he would want you to do about it. Right. So many times we all have unique gifts that God wants to use in us and through us. Mm -hmm. And so it can look differently for different people, right? Um, but one of the ways Rescue America engages um, the general public to help be the hands and feet of rescue um, is we have Rescue America outreach hubs. Okay that we have about 20 across the country. And these are just a group of people that say, hey, I want to call victims of sex trafficking and give them the hotline number. So what Rescue America does is we have technology 
that scrapes ads off a website mm. where victims are sold online, gets their number, and then we import it into our outbound call system. And volunteers just press, they, they commit to gathering once a month um, at a certain time, and they just make cold calls. Mm-hmm. And they just say, hey, I'm a volunteer for Rescue America, and I saw your ad online, and I want you to know there is hope and a way out of the life if you went out. Here's a hotline number you can call. So that's the first way that we really try and deploy um, the general community to be the hands and feet of rescue. The second way is through our hotline advocates. So when the hotline rings, the first responder is a volunteer. And so their whole job is to gather information from that caller, whether it be a survivor or a person reporting a tip or you know asking about Rescue America. Um, and so they sign up for one four-hour shift a week. So those are two ways yeah. that we really engage um, the community to really feel like they're making a difference in a survivor's life. Why don't you go ahead and give out that website for anyone interested? Yeah, so it is www.rescueamerica.ngo. And if you go to our webpage and you click on Get Involved, there'll be the information right there. You can learn about the volunteer opportunity and actually start the application process right online. Fantastic. So tell me about some of the challenges you faced uh, while working at Rescue America. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest, well, it is the biggest challenges and something you really don't know until you're in the work is the spiritual battle that this is. And so, you know, in Ephesians, Paul talks about we do not fight against uh, flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and powers and um, the, the powers of the evil dark forces that we're fighting. And so we have a lot of prayer at Rescue America, a lot of discernment, a lot of understanding our authority right. um, that Jesus gives us to go and bring light into the darkness and go be the hands and feet of rescue. And so um, I would say that's definitely one of the hardest things of, um, you know, the enemy doesn't want us doing what we're doing. Sure. And so he'll try and, and come against us any way we can, whether it's through our thoughts or, you know, um, attacking our family members or ourselves through illness and sickness. And, and so there's a lot of warfare that comes along um, with the call. But um, then the Lord teaches you very quickly how to fight that warfare. And mm. so, um, so yeah, that's definitely the hardest, I think, and, and you don't really know it until you get into the work itself. I'm speaking with Allison Madrigal, founder and CEO of Rescue America. So, Allison, how do you train volunteers to be able to provide support to survivors? Yeah, great question. So, um, obviously, we have a whole application process, an interview process, a background check um, to ensure that they're a good fit for our organization. And then um, our online training goes from the very beginning of what is sex trafficking? What does it look like in America? Mm -hmm. Uh, What is Rescue America's call? And and bringing in some of that trauma-informed care to understand and know, um, you know, the victims that are calling in, they have an endured trauma, right? Right. And have PTSD. And so what, how does that going to appear on the phone? Um, how may they be triggered? How do you really um, coach and talk to a survivor? So all of that training um, is done online. And we, we update that as we ourselves are learning um, every day, you know, and have learned a lot in the past 10 years. But right. I think we'll always be learning on how to serve victims better and really give them the emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical care that they need to really come out of the life and be healed fully. And how exactly does Rescue America ensure that its staff and volunteers are well-informed about the latest trends and tactics uh, used by traffickers? 
Yeah, so we really rely on the Holy Spirit to reveal. You know, there's so much information out there, right? Right. Um, that we are bombarded with every day. And so we really have to pause and ask the Holy Spirit, is this something that we need to know and worry about or dig into? Or is this something that, God, you're not even calling us to look at right. and listen to? And so it's really um, a practice of going, God, what's put in front of us? And I'm called to be a responder. What's put in front of me, not a reactor. So learning how to pause and ask the Lord, hey, what is our part in this? Mm-hmm. And then going from there and educating the team and the volunteers um, as we feel the Holy Spirit leading us. And how exactly do you measure the success of Rescue America's efforts in combating sex trafficking? Yeah, so we uh, obviously we, we look at the number of outbound calls. Like last year, we had um, over 13,000 outbound calls message of hope, right? We okay. had over about 1,500 hotline calls come into the hotline and Amazing. rescued about 150 victims. So that mm-hmm. means getting them out of their situation into a safe home. And then from there, we look at the success rates. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, our partner homes are rated at different levels based on what they offer. And so our top tier um, safe homes, they really have about a 72% success rate of the victim actually staying out of the life 90 days. And so, we and we are um, actually um, also building in um, therapeutic modality, looking at the levels of PTSD, anxiety, and depression, and how right. are those lowered. And right. so we've um, we did a pilot program um, of an emergency care program, which is bringing dif- in different healing modalities. And for example, um, uh, uh, you know, the clinical world says if you have a nine percent decrease in PTSD after sixty days, right. it's a clinically important difference. And then we also bring in the Holy Spirit into their healing journey um, as well, because um, nobody, there's nothing that can heal like Jesus. And so we firmly believe in that, but also honor and, and meet a survivor where they're at. Sometimes they, mm. uh, survivors have been abused by the church and right. have believed in false Jesuses. And so if they're not ready, um, we do have partners that aren't faith-based, and we believe Jesus will meet them at the time that they're ready. So it's really honoring and meeting that survivor where they're at, not holding back the truth and the love that we know Jesus has for them, but um, knowing that it's a journey, right, of, of healing. And so um, never forcing something upon someone if they're not ready. And uh, how does Rescue America ensure that the hotline is available 24-7? Yeah, so our hotline is staffed by volunteers, our hotline advocates. So I think we have about 30 different hotline advocate volunteers mm. okay. um, that are scheduled out for the hotline. And then we have on-call staff exit strategists. So that is our they even kind of compare them to a 911 dispatcher. Okay. Um, but they are working on cases. Typically, an average case takes four to five days to work. So it's mm. not a quick um, process like a 911 dispatcher, but it is um, diving in. If this, you know, they dive in, is this survivor really ready to leave? Let's gather more information on them. How do we successfully strategize to get them out and to get, get them into that long term care home? I'm speaking with Allison Madrigal, founder and CEO of Rescue America. Now, how exactly does Rescue America collaborate with other organizations in the anti-trafficking movement? Yeah, so we love collaboration. We believe it is God's blueprint from heaven uh, for unification and collaboration. Um, So, for example, we have um, partners that do awareness and education Mm -hmm. that do it really well. And so if we get asked to go do that, um, just for the general public, we'll pass that opportunity off to them. 
um, and even our, our emergency care homes and long-term care homes, we really collaborate with how do we better serve these survivors together? What resources can Rescue America offer the homes right. if they don't have those resources? And then we partner with many outreach groups across the country. So in local cities, you know, we have there's a lot of local boots on the ground that will go do outreach to the streets and to the brothels and mm-hmm. to the general community. And so we equip them with um our hotline information, our cards, we actually um, print the hotline number on barcodes okay. and place that sticker on chapsticks. And so they can hand out a very discreet way to get that hotline number into the hands of victims directly. And um, can you share with us an example of a survivor who has successfully completed Rescue America's program? Yeah, actually, um, the one that just comes to my mind um, she called our actually she called our hotline. It was in 2017 and okay. came through our emergency care program and then relapsed, went back to the life, which is very common. Um, then she got pregnant, and that was kind of the point of where she had to make a decision, a fork in the road. So she went, um, she came out of the life again. Right. That her being pregnant got her got her sober. Um, went through a long-term program, mm-hmm. and she has now just gotten married and just graduated with her um, hair. She's a hairstylist, wow. and she is, I think she's almost two years sober now, okay. maybe three, um, but she's doing fantastic, and her testimony is just super powerful, and it's really been her relationship with Jesus, along with what the homes offer but that is the, the key clincher in a lot of a lot of um, survivors' healing journeys and finding Jesus. Now, I know that there can be many variables, but how can Rescue, or how does Rescue America ensure that survivors aren't uh, re-trafficked after they exit the life? Yeah, so there's a lot of things you can do to protect survivors. Um, so many of them don't have phones. You know, they stay off social media. Um, some of them do have to go through name changes. Um, We do have great legal partners, the Joseph's Project out of Michigan. They have a group of attorneys that really work on expunging the survivor's records. Um, So there's multiple ways we can do that. And it really just depends on that survivor's journey and their story Mm -hmm. um, of what level of protection they need. Uh, But most of the time it can be done legally. um, And if, you know, they need to do a name change, that can all happen as well. Okay. And, um, how does how exactly does human trafficking intersect with um, other social justice issues? Mm, that's a great question. You know, I think when we look at human trafficking, uh, whether it's male, female, transgender, black, white, African American, you know, whatever the demographic is, right? Um, it it doesn't discriminate against any of that. It can be any age. Any, I mean, we have poor, vulnerable victims, mm-hmm. and then we have very wealthy. Um, all American families whose daughters wow. are being trafficked. And so it is a different issue in terms of uh, the the traffickers will figure out who they want to target by their vulnerabilities. And so everybody okay. has different vulnerabilities, right? Right. Sure. Some people um, may have parents that are wealthy and they travel all the time and they don't have a good home life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some victims may not have a dad, may not have a mom, and they've been on the street since they were 14 years old, right? True. But what the traffickers will do will find that vulnerability and where that hole is in that in that life of that girl or that boy, mm-hmm. and they will be they'll be that void in their life, and then that's how they suck them in. And, and so, yes, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you how how does Rescue America address the uh, the intersectional nature of human trafficking, particularly in terms of race, gender, and other factors? 
Yeah, so we serve anybody and everybody who calls our hotline, um, whether you are male, female, transgender, LGBTQ, you're a believer, you're a non-believer, you're, we, we serve anyone who calls our hotline that wants to get out of the life of sexual exploitation. Right. And um, so how does Rescue America plan to expand its services in the future? Yeah, so we are um, expanding our Rescue America outreach hubs right now. I think we have 19, 19 or 20 across the country. Okay. And those are the groups that do the outreach. Right. Um, and so as we add those in different cities, those are the different numbers we are we are pulling into our system as well. So that's a, that's a nationwide expansion of hotline distribution. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, we also have to ensure that we have the pipeline of care <laughs> ready for these survivors. And so we are working on um, some new technology. Um, we've got healing modalities that can actually be done virtually okay. that have profound effects on the, the survivor's healing journey. And so working on the technology pieces to make that accessible to homes across the country, no matter where they're located. So you're not having to build um, million-dollar infrastructures in each city, but you're actually able to create a technologi- or technology piece that can be accessible um, to any survivor in any home across the country. I'm speaking with Allison Madrigal, founder and CEO of Rescue America. So what advice would you give to someone who may be interested in volunteering or supporting Rescue America? Yeah, you can absolutely go to our website, rescueamerica.ngo. You can click on the give button. We are we do are looking for monthly donors at twenty five dollars a piece, uh, twenty five dollars a month. Right. You can provide for the immediate needs of a survivor coming off the street, which means food, clothing, uh, and toiletries right when they come into that hotel room. Right. Uh, so we are building up our army of givers, and then also our our volunteer army of placing outbound phone calls. Mm-hmm. If we have a group that meets in your city, we can connect you to that group. Or if you're interested in starting a group, um, a Rescue America Outreach Hub, we have opportunity for that as well. But you can go to our website and email us, and one of our team members will be in contact with you. Fantastic. Why don't you go ahead and uh, give out that website address again? Yes, it is www.rescueamerica.ngo. All right. Well, Allison Madrill, founder and CEO of Rescue America, thank you so much for talking to me about this very serious issue of uh, human and sex trafficking and uh, for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.